As women, we often have unspoken experiences that need open dialogue without fear of judgment. Well, Tori and Ebony are no exception. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Yep, we're talking about it. If having a safe space to express yourself and learn from one another appeals to you, then sis, you have found your tribe. So come in, have a seat, and journey with the Vibrant Souls. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So to, before we get into today's topic, Tori, we got some feedback on our listener letter from last week, which was titled Grieving and at Odds. Okay. So we had a listener that chimed in and said, you know, it, it was a great letter that you all covered, good topic, but the problem was I was so distracted and you lost me mm-hmm. after the writer said that they've been in a long-term relationship with their girlfriend and then we called out the ages of the children, which were 16 and eight. Okay. So she basically like tuned out after that because she was just so floored by the fact that this person has been in a long-term relationship Oh, for 16 and their years. Are 16 right. And so eight. at least for the purpose of, for the sake of argument, if both of the children are theirs, they've at least been together 16 years, right? Okay. Or really okay. 17, because it's nine months to make a baby. So Right, right. That's true. And okay. this woman is a girlfriend. And she said, I know y'all not just going to blow past that and not address the fact that this woman. <laughs> that, that they've been together for right, 16. Right, for 16 years. And she's a girlfriend. Okay. So I said, you raise a good point. You do. Right. I I, I was focused on the issue at hand in the letter, but you do raise a good point. So we can elaborate. We can. What I want you to do is thank you, first of all, for listening. Uh, Make sure you continue to listen because you've just inspired a future topic. Yes. And we're going to address it. And that topic will be how long are you willing to stay without a title? Love it. We can meet that head on. Well, we appreciate we appreciate that <laughs> yeah, call out. We do. Though, but, um, that is good. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you just lost me after that. It's like, okay. how are you in this relationship <laughs> right. without a title? So I mean, she brings up a good point. Yeah, it so. is a good point. Yeah, so we're gonna address that later. So keep listening. Okay. All right. So now okay. let's get into today's topic. We are discussing privacy versus secrecy. All right. So the reason why this topic is important is because if you are well. Life is all relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Everywhere we turn, there's a relationship, whether it's an intimate one between you and your significant other, your family, your friends, um, your job, business partners, they're all relationships. And the way you are or present yourself to people affects the relationship that you have with them. Mm -hmm. Do people perceive you to be quiet, reserved, private, or secretive? Mm. And there is a fine line between being private and being secretive. Good point there, too. That's good. Okay. So I wanted to address that by first just stating, in our culture, we are accustomed to just oversharing, right? Right. Everything. Blow by blow what we're doing every single day. And we've been accustomed to just divulge every single detail of our life and Mm -hmm. what we're doing. So. This can be pretty jarring for a person who considers themselves to be private. Mm -hmm. There may even be pressure from this person to feel like in order to be accepted or to be understood that they have to 
okay, I got to tell you what I did when I woke up this morning and what did I have for breakfast or my bad day or, you know, it, just anything. Yeah. Right. Just, it, just any and everything. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, this is not normal to a person who considers themselves to be private mm -hmm. because they, the same way someone who's not private doesn't understand why you don't share more of your life, a private person will do the exact opposite and say, why do you feel the need to just share every single thing that you're doing? Right, and especially for our generation, because we grew up, I think, more private. And of course, we didn't mm -hmm. have um, social media and all this stuff, right. but we were naturally private anyway. So even in this day and age, our generation, mm -hmm. I know I struggle with sharing like that because I am private but I think it's a lot of us in our age group that is struggling with that very thing like yeah and you know we also were reared that you know you don't tell your business like right. whatever happens in our house stays in our house right so that can kind of uh, foster that whole yeah spirit of keep everything keep to, to yourself. yourself right right and not tell anyone but I think it's very important that you distinguish being private from being secretive mm -hmm. because those are two different character traits. Mm -hmm. If you have a private person, a private person is just keeping their private life private. Right, right, right. And I know I hate to define a word by using a word. I know, but, <laughs> but I felt that the way okay. you did that. <laughs> so, a yeah, but a private person yeah. is not withholding every you know area of their life like they may not divulge information about um who they're dating mm -hmm. or the intimate details of right. who they're dating but right. they're not doing that to the people who are not in their circle of trust right yeah and they yeah they're doing it with their closest right people they're sharing right. their right if they're in that circle of trust the, the people that they say hey i know i can talk right. to you and it's gonna stay right here, it's not gonna go anywhere. Right. I feel safe to share mm -hmm. my life here. Mm -hmm. So it's not for, you know, the people Everybody you just Everybody to have right. access to. Right, it's right. not for any of that, but your circle of people that are around you, you'll share. Um, a secretive person is someone who doesn't share anything. That, and even mm -hmm. the most minute details of their life is somehow a G14 classified right. issue. That's what I was about to say for, <laughs> to me when I think of a secretive person is somebody who is doing something or living some kind of way. And maybe one person is there and they're like, Shh, don't don't tell anybody. Don't you know, you know, they don't right. want you to know. I think that's what I think of when I think of more uh, secretive versus private a private person is like don't is not saying don't tell anybody they just have that circle of you know people right. that they're sharing with and those people know how to ask those questions now if you don't know how to ask the right questions then that private person isn't going to just come out openly and say things but see that and you raise a good point there but see that's where that real fine line comes in mm -hmm. right so Again, I'm only addressing relationships with your trusted group of people because there are, you know, select few people out here who are just, I, I consider myself an open book, but I'm an open book to people I know I can be open around. In your circle? Or, or just in general? Yeah, or just, okay. yeah, or just right, in general. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. of course, I wouldn't tell someone I met five minutes ago about a childhood trauma. Right, but I mean, right. just in, I'm social, so just in general conversation, I'll share a yeah. lot anyway, because mm -hmm. that's just my personality. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to 
very personal things. Mm-hmm. If it has to do with my very personal life mm-hmm. or the life of my children or the ones that are closest to me, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that I'm not sharing that with mm-hmm. with people that are outside of that circle. But if you are doing this just across the board, I think that distinguish you from being a well distinguishes a private versus a secretive person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a secretive person is not going to tell anything. At all, no. And simple have. stuff like, oh, if you ran into a friend of mine and y'all went out and you had dinner and we're having a conversation and I say, oh, well, what did you do this weekend? Nothing. And you just like, oh, nothing, I was just chilling. <laughs> right. And right. then I see you posting pictures on social media and I'm like. Right, right. Yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> I just why thought you that? said, I right, why like, why is. did you just say, like, hey, I met up with so-and-so and went out. Like, it's not earth-shattering that you did. Right. So it makes you come off as um, mistrusting. Mm-hmm. Like, people can't trust you. If you, like, just hide simple things about yourself, it makes people go, what, are, what other things are you hiding if you can't even be transparent about little minuscule details that don't even mean anything? Why do you and think affects, that is? Like, and what it do you affects think, your relationships. What do you think that's about? Like, why do you think that is? Like, I think it's you know. all rooted in some type of, I don't want to categorize everything as a trauma, but it's definitely something that has happened along the way in that person's life that has made them feel that they are unable or shouldn't mm-hmm. share their life. They've right. almost created this, protective bubble right around themselves Mm -hmm. something happened somewhere and I don't know where and I'm not going to try to act like a clinical psychologist with it but I can definitely say something happened Mm -hmm. to where they feel like they have to be that shut off yeah like let me just not say anything Mm -hmm. yeah so how do you I guess because I think both you and I are private people. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we or private people kind of hinder themselves because they are? Do you, or do you just figure out how to work with it? Or I, that's a really good question. I think in some regards you can hinder yourself. I think you hinder yourself when you don't know whether you are truly private or you're secretive. Mm. I think people who struggle with it have crossed the line. Mm -hmm. You think you're private, but you're really not. You're secretive. Mm -hmm. And most people who are that way, if you ask them, they don't know that they're secretive. Maybe they think think they're private. Maybe they think like if if the secretive person is like, oh, you know, I didn't do anything, you know, really. Maybe they think that they're going to hurt the other person's feelings. Or maybe, you know, even if it's not in that context have that here too (laughs) okay (laughs) yes that just came I was just like maybe they think that they're gonna hurt and and I think it's probably more self-inflicted like you're making this own narrative up in your head in your own head that oh they're not gonna like me because I didn't invite them or I didn't say anything to them when that's not even what it is yeah but that's more of just showing up as your authentic self. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with being secretive because secret means you are hiding something. Mm-hmm. Private means you are exercising discretion. Right. So everyone doesn't need to know everything. Mm-hmm. But if you are secretive, you are hiding things. And that's not healthy and no one mm-hmm. should be hiding things. I don't mean like, oh, Tori, throwing a surprise party for so-and-so, so shh. Right, right. Don't say anything. No, I just mean right. you are just hiding everything, who you are, what you're doing. Like you're not 
mm-hmm. showing up as yourself. Mm-hmm. So how can you foster genuine relationships with people when you're being secretive? That's where the problem comes in. Mm-hmm. Just saying, I'm going to help people. Let's hear it. <laughs> or at least I'm going to try to help you by giving some, um, giving you some questions that can just get your mind going to really thinking about, am I private or am I secretive? Mm-hmm. So, well, one, let me backpedal and just give you some things that may help you to identify the characteristics of someone who is secretive. Okay. They project a boring life. Mm. That they're so, just not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Ain't mm-hmm. nothing ever going on. <laughs> not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm right, good. right. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, everything's great. Right. <laughs> and that's deflecting. They mm-hmm. use that as a mechanism that if I can just not appear to have anything going on, they'll stop asking me questions. Hmm. And then I don't have to reveal anything about myself because they'll always think I'm not doing anything. And then I'm safe. Like, right. maybe that's a safety issue. <laughs> like, could be. <laughs> could yeah. be. Um, also they, well, I've said that they become a master of deflecting when they're presented with questions. So if it's, they're really good at deflecting. So if you ask them something that they don't want to answer, somehow that question comes back to you. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to answer it, but they're going to ask you. Right. Right. <laughs> um, the other one is they don't contribute much to conversation. They're, they appear to be that fly on the wall. They're sitting and absorbing what everyone around them is saying, but you don't see them contributing anything. Mm-hmm. Much of a, okay, yes. And, oh, yeah, I covered that one too, that they just will hold basic information about themselves. Like anything that just should just, you know, be general knowledge. Like, Tori, I know you love the color pink. Mm-hmm. And if I've known you for 15 years and I'm just now finding yeah, out that your favorite color is wrong, pink, about it's like, that. why do I just now know that your favorite color is right, pink? Right. I mean, that's, right. that's nothing that you need to be hiding. Right. It's a color. So that's so just the closed off person, really closed off person. Well, they're closed off for no reason. Well, it's a reason. Well, it is. It is. <laughs> it's a reason, and people need to figure out what that reason, if they find themselves being that way. Yeah. Because I think if they feel they're isolated a lot, mm-hmm. they typically are loners, mm-hmm. um, suffer from social anxiety because they are by themselves a lot and don't like to be out and about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They may need to probe. What what would you like to add to that? I just had about um, the difference between secretive and private, which I already talked about earlier, you know, earlier. But I do feel that, I mean, you just, as we're talking, I really feel like it is something rooted in um, just not feeling safe to open up. I don't know if it's about fear of being judged um, fear of disappointing a person. Um, you read my notes. No, <laughs> but that's what I'm just like, you know. You ain't so. gonna leave nothing left for me to say. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no, that's okay. Go ahead. I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it. I mean, just as we're talking, it's just like this person. Um, I think it's they're doing themselves more harm than good to kind of just practice opening up or practice sharing just a little bit more Yeah. Um, if you're not comfortable. Yeah, and we had discussed this in um, a previous episode where we talked about, you know, um, your friends. What about your friends? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just one type of relationship. So if you are private with your friends, you're not going to have a go-to person. 
Right. If you're, I'm sorry, not private, but secretive. If you're secretive, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, you're running people away from you. Right. Right. You're not going to have someone to go to, and we all need to go to. I'm not saying you need an entourage of people, but you definitely need your person. Yeah, someone to vent right. to. Right, yeah. that's going to support you, and you're not going to have a person to do that if they know you're not um, You're not really being yourself. Mm-hmm. So by being secretive, you're really creating an environment um, where you are isolated, where you are mm-hmm. closed off in your day-to-day in your outer world and then also um probably the hardest one or the biggest one where this comes into play is in your uh romantic relationships right we had talked about before privacy in your relationship Mm -hmm. everyone is entitled to privacy things that you want to keep private create your pockets of peace Mm -hmm. in your life right while this has been a debate when it comes down to the cell phones, mm-hmm. should your mate have access to your cell phone? Mm-hmm. Should they have the passcode to your phone? Right. And should they be able to unlock it and go through it whenever they feel like it? Right. You say. No. <laughs> I say, hell no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> your phone is your phone. Right. My phone is my phone. <laughs> and I say that because I don't trust anyone in the capacity that if I give you my pen to my phone. Mm-hmm. If you just say, hey, my battery's dead, mm-hmm. I just need to make a phone call. Mm-hmm. And you need to take the phone call outside. How do I know you're not going through my text messages, you're not right. going through my <laughs> photo album? I mean, like, right. how do I know you're not doing that? Right. Even though there's nothing to hide, you're just a private person. Or- now, right, because I am. And not only that, but I have conversations yeah. with people right and they're entrusting me that if they're going to share this information with me it stays, it stays right here you. they don't want people knowing their business yeah like my friends all live in different time zones mm-hmm. so we don't often get the opportunity to catch each other on the phone so it does end up being a lot of text messages being passed mm-hmm. but if she's got a problem and she needs to talk to me nine times out of ten it's probably in a text message right right so if she doesn't want anyone knowing her business, even if you don't go say anything, you now have knowledge of a problem that she didn't want anyone to know about. Mm-hmm. I'm entitled to keep that between she and I, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't know right. <laughs> any of that. But get offended if you're not sharing the code or whatever, and then not even just seeing it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I'm having a conversation with you, and I'm letting you know that. Like, I'm telling you right now, you're not getting the code to my phone. Mm-hmm. If you need to make a call, I will unlock it. I will hand it to you, and you will have that conversation right here. <laughs> right <from> here. <laughs> you ain't walking off. <laughs> Stay here with my here. phone. <laughs> with my phone. Right. Because of that, I mean, but you know that. I value privacy yeah. and keeping people's information confidential. I'm huge yeah, on that. Yeah, you are. Mm-hmm. So, no. Right. I don't want your curiosity getting the best of you right. when you got my phone. So <laughs> Right. Yeah, we're going to dead that. <laughs> Okay, so with all of that being said, um, you posed some really good questions, and I may duplicate (laughs) what you were just saying, but Mm -hmm. when we were talking about where that stems from, Mm -hmm. if you find yourself being secretive, why not ask you or ask yourself, is the information I'm withholding necessary? Mm, Like, am I making it, is this a big deal? Right. Mm Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of energy to keep everything. It does. It hurts. <laughs> <It's> like, <draining. laughs> like for real. Got to release that. Stuff. Right. So I'm just thinking, like, ask yourself, 
do I really need to be keeping this yeah. a secret? Like, is is this something that is, you know, I guess crucial? Mm-hmm. Is this like some critical information that just does not need to get out? Right. If it's, and not, if it's just not, just share it. Share Let it out. Right. <laughs> Sharing is freedom. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> it's freedom. Right. Just let it go. Um, also, the bigger question that you pose, like, what are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be something. With, You're afraid of something. Are they going to judge me? Or are they going to think I'm this or that or yeah. something with judgment? Yeah. And with that, the follow-up would be, what do you feel like you're going to lose mm. by being honest? That's a good question. I like that. I will say, if you are around people who make you feel like you have to be an alternate version of yourself, you are with the wrong group of people. Yes. Keep searching until yeah. you have. Yeah, you have not found your tribe. <laughs> right, <yet>. right. <laughs> yeah. So I would tell you to keep looking, but you will be surprised at the happiness and joy and fulfillment you have in your life once you let all of that go and really just speak your truth, Yeah. walk in it, and just be as open and honest as you can with those that are around you. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, so let's get into our, unless you have our, something else. Oh, no, Mm-mm. our listener letter? Uh huh. What you got? All right. Okay. This letter is ti- is titled "Where Do I Go From Here?" Okay. Okay. All right. I have been married to my college sweetheart for fifteen years, and she literally was the most beautiful girl on campus. Aww. My wife is five seven and has always been in tip top shape until we started having children. Shout out to five seven. <laughs> I am. Actually, I'm five, six, and three quarters, but I give myself five, six. (laughs) (laughs) All right. After our second child, my wife's weight climbed to 150, and I was perfectly fine with that. It actually looked good on her, but since COVID happened, she has gained even more weight, and she is now roughly 205 pounds. I approached her in the nicest way possible about her weight, and I even brought her a solution. I created a meal plan and a workout plan that would help and support her with her losing weight. After I talked to her about it, her response to me was, you're just going to have to love me the way I am. And that was the end of that. I have always been fit. When I met her in college, I was fit. I've always enjoyed working out and keeping up my appearance. As a matter of fact, over the years, her line sisters have always thrown themselves at me and I've always turned them down. Right now, I am not physically attracted to my wife, and we have not been intimate in a little over three months, which has never happened. In fact, the last time we tried, I couldn't even get aroused. I need some advice. I don't know what to do, and I thought going on a sex strike would motivate her into losing weight, but she's not budging. And those same line sisters that have always thrown themselves at me are starting to look real good, especially one in particular. And I'm very tempted to step out and get my needs met. What do you think I should do? How should I continue to approach her in this situation? Let's hear it, Ebony. Woo! (laughs) It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. And because I'm envisioning how she looks Mm -hmm. because we're about the same same height. height. Yep. And he was tripping over her 150. I'm getting in my feelings right, right now. <laughs> like, hold on. <laughs> hold on a second. 
how's she carrying that 150 right right because you know 150 don't look the same on everybody that's true depending on the bill right depending on the bill but nonetheless he has made it known and he did approach and i'm going to applaud him for that because he did approach with a solution yes and not only that he was very careful when he did it he didn't approach her in a way where he was you know, trying to make her feel bad about herself mm-hmm. or any of that. So mm-hmm. kudos yeah, to him. Yeah, that was good. That stood out. Oh. Yeah, I'm glad that he did that. However, mm-hmm. this is a very sensitive subject with women because not only just with COVID, but just us as women, mm-hmm. we battle weight a lot. Like I can identify with that because, you know, you get over a certain age your hormones start changing, yep, and where you slowing up, yep, and that weight <laughs> right? takes about ten years to get <laughs> off, and it only took you five minutes to gain to it. Put it on, right? <laughs> and it's difficult to to get the weight off. Mm-hmm. The meal plan for her, um, an exercise routine yep. mm-hmm. to help her get into shape. Did he offer to work out with her? He see, I don't, I don't know, know if it. Yeah, yeah it I wasn't in the letter, but that. it. If he's already fit and he's been working out ever mm-hmm. since they have met, I wonder why that is not motivation um, or she's not inspired by that at the moment, you know? Yeah, I, but, I, don't know. I mean, but we know if you get in a slump as a woman where you can't seem to get motivated to work out or, right. you know, start, you know, taking care of your appearance, there's something going on there. And I won't try to speculate what may be going on with her, but if he's offered to help not only just to give her something and say go do it but you're going to work with her right towards this goal and i get the feeling that he it sounds just like based on yeah especially if yeah. he knows about fitness and he has meal plans and workout yeah. plans yeah but um let's address the bigger issue here yes. this is a real thing this man is crying out mm-hmm. um to you like hey i yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to step <laughs> <Not blow. laughs> Need you to do something about right. this now. <laughs> Time is ticking. Right. So clearly this man loves you mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to go over to the other side, but you can't deny something that is innate to all of us, which is to have sex. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're in this relationship and I'm surprised. How long did he say? What? Oh, they've been married uh, for 15 years. That they've years. gone without sex oh, since she gained three months. Away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> which has never happened in their relationship yeah if he's been faithful for 90 days <laughs> i'm shocked by that mm-hmm. yeah i'm shocked by that especially with what you say the line that, that he has options clearly he, well, he hell, we sounds all got like options. clearly yeah but he, he got yeah, some, some quick yeah. options like hey let me <laughs> just make this call for a man quick. who has been keeping up with his yeah. self and his physique yeah they're gonna be after him yeah they are and he's so, getting weaker by the day yeah that's no i'm that's a real thing that is a real thing what i can say to him is if you have not offered to work out with her offer that while she is correct in saying if you love me you love me regardless of what size i am but he is right just because he loves you that size doesn't mean he is attracted right to you right right (laughs) And you can't ignore that. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this is 
a testing period right now mm -hmm. for their marriage that they've never been through. So your marriage says better or worse, yes. richer or poorer. Yeah, say fatter or right. skinny. Okay, that does that need to be there, right. like for real. <laughs> they need to throw that in, big and small. Right, <laughs> whatever, whatever happens. But um, right, but I do think that this is um, a level of patience mm -hmm. that he is being called to you know exercise temperance yes mm -hmm. with his because this is a test mm -hmm. and i think that for me it almost sounds like maybe she's holding on to something else other than just you know this weight like i always feel like it it clearly is something else like what's going on with her Right, that's why I asked that. Yeah. Like, something's going on with her because yeah. clearly she's aware that she's gained weight. Like, right. she didn't need him to tell her Right, that. right. And especially if, like you said, she was very beautiful. Like, she knows yeah, that she's he, not. Yeah, he she, said she's beautiful. Right. She's kept herself up mm -hmm. this entire marriage right. up until this point. So Yeah, it sounds like some kind of emotional Yeah, something's going on glitch. there with her. Mm -hmm. And being a loving and supportive husband, I think you're... First, don't put a Band-Aid on it because, yeah, the diet yeah. and the gym is a Band-Aid. If we don't get to the source of right. why she's, you know, gaining the weight, mm -hmm. it's just going to continue yeah. anyway. It's you're going to show up in back. different yeah. ways in other Yeah, or areas. you're going to get the weight off and then she's going to gain the weight back again yep. because if it's something emotional that she's mm -hmm. going through, if you don't treat that, mm -hmm. you don't get to the root cause of that, yeah. everything else you're doing is, like I said, it's putting a Band-Aid on it. Right. So it's like instead of taking that energy and dispersing it outside the house yeah use that to kind of pry mm -hmm. with your wife and go deep yeah. like ask her some very personal hard question like yeah. what's going on like yeah you're gonna have to get a little in touch with that um softer side yeah that you may not even had to do before yeah you're gonna have to come to her in, in a different way mm -hmm. not from the stance of let me try to help you lose this weight but more of a baby what's going on right right like, like not this, even addressing what's the happening weight. right yeah. now is like this is not you mm -hmm. this is not normal behavior for you so what can i do right to help what do you need from me mm -hmm. or you, is do there you need a weekend right. away right. <laughs> you know that's when you that's start okay. bringing up some Right. Some other solutions that find don't have to do with her weight. Yeah. yeah. Find out what's going on with her, though, because there definitely is. And just be very caring and nurturing. Yeah. And supportive with her, which you've are, you're already off to a good start, but we need to figure out what's going on with her emotionally. That way you can assist her in being a better version of herself. I agree. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening, and we wish you peace, love, and light. Bye.